You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon today is from the 11th chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 1 through 13. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you as a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though you will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, Yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? And for he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Here ends our reading. Please be seated. As you can tell from the reading I just read a few seconds ago, the topic on the table this morning is prayer. Now, prayer is one of the more misunderstood religious activities. We often think that God's going to hear us prayers for their sincerity or their eloquence or their religiosity or whatever. And we'd be wrong. Because prayer is a privilege of grace and undeserved kindness to us on God's part. And Jesus tells a parable to that effect. The parable is about a person who has unexpected out-of-town company, and he's three loaves of bread short at midnight, and he goes and he pounds on his neighbor's door, the neighbor who's already sound asleep. And we say, that's outrageous. Of course it is. It's over the top. Now, you may have good neighbors, you may like your neighbors. You may borrow stuff back and forth from your neighbors. But I have to say, I think it would be pushing the envelope to knock on your neighbor's door at midnight. That would take a bit of courage. The Greek word is an idea. I like the dic dictionary definition that says, it's a lack of sensitivity to what's proper, carelessness about the good opinion of others, shamelessness, impertinence, impudence, ignoring of convention. Now, isn't that an interesting view of prayer? K. 
careless disregard to impropriety, shamelessness, impertinence, impudence, importunity, ignoring common convention. Now, Jewish people have a great word for this, chutzpah. It takes a lot of chutzpah to pound your neighbor's door at midnight and expect him to greet you with this big smile and three loaves of bread. It takes a lot of chutzpah to pound in the Lord of the universe's door no matter what time of the day or night. Now, prayer is an act of faith. It's trust. You must first of all believe that there is a God on the receiving end of the line. And you must believe that God will hear your prayer and act accordingly. And when you stop and think about it for a moment, that really takes a lot of chutzpah, doesn't it? To imagine that the creator of the universe, the Lord of all, will take the time and energy to listen to our little trifles. Jesus said, I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend. Yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Now, that's hardly a flattering view of prayer, is it? God will give you what you want, not because he likes you as a friend, but because of the sheer impudence, the chutzpah of your faith that wakes him up at night for a few loaves of bread. Ask and be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Those are promises in prayer, aren't they? That's the basis for this holy chutzpah of the justified sinner who dares to come to God with his troubles. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. And that's the basis for the boldness and the confidence of faith that comes to God in prayer as dear children coming to their dear Father in heaven, as Luther puts it in the small catechism. It's a childlike boldness of that little child who wakes up mom or dad at midnight for some little request that's on his or her mind that just can't wait till morning. Paul says in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding. Regard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Are you anxious? Pray. Pound on God's door at midnight. Dare to let your request be known to God. And even when the door is shut and God seems to be in a grumpy mood and not listening, bring your prayers and petitions before him. But truthfully, isn't that how prayer feels a lot of times? It doesn't feel like some deep, meaningful, two-way conversation with someone who's giving you the rapt, undivided attention. Prayer oftentimes feels like pounding at that neighbor's door at midnight with an outrageous request. Paul says, don't be anxious. 
pray. Pound on God's door. And there's a promise. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The promise of prayer is peace. Peace that goes beyond your understanding of what peace is. Peace that the world cannot give. It's a peace that flows from the cross of Christ that came to you in your baptism, in the forgiving word, in the body and blood of Christ. That true, lasting, eternal peace. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And Jesus goes on. What father among you, if a son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? And if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Now we give good gifts to our children, to our grandchildren, we give them what they need, not necessarily what they want. Because there's a big difference between needs and wants. And God doesn't promise to give us whatever we ask. Nor does he promise to, we will find whatever we seek. Nor that every door we pound on will be opened. To be in God's favor does not mean that God does you favors. He promises that in this exercise of holy chutzpah called prayer, you will find peace and God will bless you with the Holy Spirit. See, I think one of the greatest errors of prayer is that prayer is a means to an end. It's a way to get something to, from God that we want God to suspend the laws of creation and the order of the universe so it doesn't rain in our parade. But prayer isn't a means to an end. And God isn't some kind of giant vending machine that dispenses favors to ask in the right way. He is the one who created us, who redeemed us by the blood of his son, who sanctifies us by the word of his spirit. Prayer in the end is an exercise of trust. An exercise of trust that God will not ignore you because you are in Christ. We must never forget that our prayers are never heard on their own merits. St. Paul says in Romans 8, we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The picture is that our prayers are delivered to the ear of the Father by the Spirit who recasts them according to the will of God. That's why we don't always get what we ask for. The prayer we pray and the prayer God hears are different, and the Spirit has been at work retooling our prayers. And all prayer goes through Jesus, who's the sole mediator between God and man. 
maybe, maybe you've experienced that call at midnight. Maybe it wasn't a knock on the door, but a phone call. And you don't want to get up to answer it. You roll over in bed. You put a pillow over your head. But someone else picks up the phone. And they come to you and says, you have to get this one. It's family. When we knock on God's door at midnight, it's not the father who comes to the door, but the son. And Jesus goes to the father, wakes him up at from his midnight slumber and says, Dad, you have to answer this. It's one of the family. You're one of the family. You're baptized. Thus, you're permitted to bug God at all hours of the day with whatever you want to talk about. And God will listen. And you will listen not because you're such a likable person or that your prayers are so eloquent and you have the right syntax, but because of the holy chutzpah of faith that dares to cling to Christ even in the face of a closed and locked door at midnight. Jesus hung on the cross so that you might have access to God's grace and pray. Jesus sent his spirit so that your words might reach the ears of God. And there's no way that this can go wrong. It takes a lot of chutzpah to pray. Holy chutzpah. Faith in Jesus chutzpah. His dear children coming to their dear Father in heaven as a neighbor knocking on the door at midnight. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.